My name is Sean Jordan. Welcome to the Adaptive Outdoorsman Podcast. Here we'll be discussing the history and legacy behind disabled hunters, trappers, anglers, and how they adapt and persevere in the woods, on the line, and on the water. Welcome everyone to the podcast. I'd like to introduce today's guest, Julie McQueen, President and CEO of Carbon TV. Hi. Thank you for agreeing to come on. And just so everybody knows, Carbon TV is the network to which the Adaptive Outdoorsman podcast is on. And so this was a really big ask for me. (laughs) We are so excited to have you on Carbon TV. I remember when I first, uh, I think Autumn and I first talked to you on the phone and you told us what you're doing and, you know, we instantly just love everything about it. So it's an honor for us to be a part of it. Well, thank you for that. I know that my podcast is in a very unique niche that isn't actually used about. I know there's like a handful of podcasts that are about disability and I'm not knocking any of them because much respect for the guys that are doing that. I know I was wanting to do the podcast and putting it on networks, a network. And mm-hmm. I thank you guys enough for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's exciting. It's uh, you've been doing this a while now and, and I think it's growing and we're excited to, to see it keep getting bigger and bigger. Yeah. As of January 20th of last month, uh, you podcast hit two year mark and i didn't do much for that because i'm saving that for the hundredth episode of the podcast which is still coming up so nice eventually (laughs) yeah that's really cool so how did you get your start in the outdoors so i got my start in the outdoors um late a little bit later than a lot of people i didn't come from a a family that was you know hunting um we they fished a little bit but more just camping and you know just being outside but not so much in the hunting side of things um and then i just kind of fell in love with hunting and being outside more um when i was in my late teens so around 18 19 years old and um went through my hunter safety course by myself and decided this is what I want to do. And, um, it just, it took off from there. As soon as I harvested my first animal, I knew that this was the industry I wanted to, to work in and build a career in. Um, because, you know, my goal was, you know, how many days a year can I spend outside? <laughs> so, you know, I, that was very much where my mind was at. And I've managed over the last, uh, a lot of years to yep. to find different roles in the industry, working in production, um, doing all different kinds of things. So, um, kind of a I'm what I'm what they would call an adult onset hunter. <laughs> uh, I, I I raised my hand for that as well. I was an adult onset hunter. My father in law got me into it when my son was one, at, and I was 29 oh. years old. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah, and it's nice sometimes to talk to other people who didn't grow up in this lifestyle and just began to love it as they got a little older. You know, we sometimes I feel like I missed out on a lot because, you know, I didn't have that in my childhood like a lot of my friends did. But, yeah. you know, now that kind of just drives that passion for, um, you know, some of the organizations that we work with that get kids outdoors and that enable them to 
have those experiences. So yeah. we kind of, we want other kids to, you know, to be able to experience that because we didn't get to. Yeah. And I perfectly understand that. I've talked with nonprofits that help kids get out all the time. Hunt for Hope is a big one that I've talked to. Great organization. And they're based out of Iowa, Ohio, not Idaho, Ohio. Mm-hmm. I've talked to a couple of people out of Idaho recently. So <laughs> I've gotten that one on my mind. I mean, uh, yeah. as of this recording, it'll probably already aired. Uh, Idaho Backcountry Veterans airs uh, or will air. Nice. So that was a big one. So, yeah, obviously, Idaho and Ohio just interchangeable now. Right. Now they kind of sound alike now. Yeah. Yeah. So, how'd you get started with Carbon TV then? So with Carbon TV, um, I actually my my beginning at Carbon TV, I was a producer, just mm-hmm. like you. I I was um, well, not like you exactly. I, I didn't have a podcast. I had a TV show, and um, I had been airing on one of the networks for a long time, for a lot of years, and the show was really successful and doing really well, but. Um, kind of a chance meeting. I sat next to a person at a dinner who started talking to me about this new digital network that had just started. And this would have been around 2014. And, you know, they were like, digital's the way of the future and it's where everything's going. And it, it really got my brain working. And I thought, well, is that true? Um, so I actually was, I believe, the first like TV producer, like for the linear networks to jump ship and go 100% digital. And I came to Carbon TV with my content. Um, They aired my show and, you know, and it was a very different company back then. Um, Mm -hmm. You know, it wasn't quite the same. It wasn't automated like we have it now. You know, the upload process was very much more complicated. Um, It wasn't simple. The the distribution wasn't there. It was a very young digital company when I was airing my content here. Um, and it did really well. All my sponsors not only stayed with me, um, I brought on new sponsors because they loved the digital play. Um, then I moved away from that show, started doing some other things. I, you know, did a lot of different production work. Um, I run camera, (laughs) I'm a producer, you know, at heart still. Um, and then the opportunity came up back in around 2017, um, when Carbon TV had gone through an acquisition, um, you know, there was a change of hands and ownership. Um, they pulled Carbon TV back out of that acquisition. Um, they sat down with me to talk about, you know, my vision in the industry as a whole. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I actually came on at Carbon as just a consultant for a little while. I looked over their business structure. I looked over the people who were working here you know, just kind of taking notes on everything that I saw. Uh, and then within that year, I took over the company as the president. Nice. So it was kind of a very fast, you know, fast track right to the right to taking over all the operations. And, um, and it was just wonderful. I feel like, you know, I even I knew back then that it was the, the job that I was meant to do. So, right. Yeah. So and I know you got a lot of responsibility with that traveling with the trade shows because I've seen recently uh, that you were at SHOT Show, you were at, uh, you're going to the Western Hunting Expo soon. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. There's a lot. of So this is what we call trade show season. I, I kicked it off actually at Sheep Show, mm-hmm. which was in Reno. And that was really fun. You know, a lot of my friends go to that one. And it's it's a really cool show. I love the Wild Sheep Foundation. Um, I'm actually attending another one of their events in British Columbia in a few weeks. I'm their keynote speaker at that one. So I'm very excited about that. Yeah. Um, and then, yep, I did go to SHOT Show. That one was after Sheep. Um, and that one's important to us at Carbon because Carbon TV is actually the video streaming partner for a SHOT Show. Nice. So um, really cool. All of the video content that they produce on site, they stream it through Carbon. We are super excited about that partnership. And um, my next one is Hunt Expo in Salt Lake City. Um, I'll be there. I, um, I'm actually emceeing for them at their Friday night event. So really, really excited to be a part of that. Um, and then the, the next sheep one after that. So yeah, trade show season's wild. <laughs> There's yep. a lot of travel going on. Do you have any, does carbon TV have any plans to go to the wet Eastern portion of the, uh, trade shows or is it all going to be out West? Um, this year it's mostly the ones out West. Um, I know there's some of them out East that I need to plan for next year. Um, yeah, there's, there's so many of them and I, you know, I kind of wish that they would spread them out through the year. So it wasn't stacked one right after the the next, you know, I would be able to get to a lot more of them if they weren't all in the same month. I know I, the only one I'm being able to attend this year, uh, God willing is the Indiana deer, Turkey and waterfowl expo, which I attended last year, but hopefully this year, my wife and I get to go down and she gets to see my world for what it is. Oh, that'll be so exciting. Yeah. That'll be a good one. A lot of people. I walked for six hours <laughs> last time and boy, was that hurting my feet. I know it's incredible how many steps we take at those things. And there's so much to look at and so many people and things to do. You know, you kind of lose track of how much you're moving during the day, but mm-hmm. um, it's almost overwhelming, you know, at, at some of them. We're seeing the new products that are coming out, all the different companies and outfitters and taxidermy, and it's just so cool to see all of it under one roof. Yeah, I know. The one I'm going to, it's at the State fu- Fair. It's got a two-story, I swear to God, it's a two-story fish tank. <laughs> that's incredible they've got a pool area for trying out kayaks they have a whole fishing area like i'm not joking you uh, an entire area dedicated for fishing that's amazing yeah i love that i love that you're going to get to go to that you'll meet a lot of a lot of good people at those events yeah and i get to tell everybody i represent i not representing i don't i'm part of the carbon tv network which is awesome <laughs> i love that yeah definitely put the word out those are the the events where you want everyone to know what you're doing yeah i think i was telling you before we started the podcast about i got cards this time because last time i didn't have cards so this one has my contact info and also the carbon tv link so that way you can just type it in and go there i love that yeah that's really cool make it easy for people to find All Right. I really wish I could have done like that little scan barcode thing. So it just sends you there immediately. But yeah, um, like the QR codes are really cool. Um, I just saw Jana has those. 
So she, she has a stack of cards that have a QR code, and when people take a picture of it, it takes them right to her show on Carbon. I'm going to have to ask her how to do that, or where yeah. she went to do that, because <laughs> technology in me is still fun. Yeah, I think, actually, I think that my people here at Carbon helped her with it. So oh, if you want wow. some help with it, let me know. And, you know, here in the, the next little while, I'll, I'll hook you up with the guys who know how to do it. Right. Any little bit helps, right? Yeah, everything. That's right. So I know in the past episode when I had Jan on, she's talking about you, high spirits and everything and all praise, which I have no qualms about. Yeah. So how did you meet Jana? Oh, man, Jana. So everyone, everyone knows Jana Waller is my best friend. And, you know, we've we. We're more, we're more like sisters, you know, we just, we talk every day, we're together all the time. Um, if I ever go anywhere without her, people are curious where she's at, you know. Um, I met Jana, so our shows aired next to each other back when we were both on the Sportsman Channel. Mm-hmm. And so when my show would end in its time block, Jana's show was the next one that would come on. And so we would see each other on TV, you know, if we were watching our shows, Um, and then we, I believe we connected through Facebook, Instagram, something like that. So we were following each other on social media and then, um, you know, just kind of high, high, we didn't, you know, we weren't super close or anything. And then we were both ambassadors for the, um, NWTF for the national wild Turkey Federation. And they booked both of us to do like a meet and greet autograph signing thing at the same table at the same time. So I have to credit the NWTF for, for getting us, you know, in person together. Um, I remember she walked up and I actually have a picture of the first time I met her and I'm hugging her with my arms around her. And you would have thought that we had known each other our whole lives right. and we were just instant best friends from, from then on. And that was a lot of years ago. And, you know, she's one of the best people that I've ever met in my life. She's so passionate about what she does. And it's, it's not like that fake passion. She's authentically passionate about everything she does. And I think, you know, she just, she inspires me, you know, to be better every day. Well, that's always inspiring in general. Yeah. Doing better for what you're trying to do. And obviously your job is to ensure that people like me have a platform to showcase what we have. Right. Yeah. And I, I love the way you put that. It's so true. You know, I went from, you know, having a show and producing a show and doing all the sponsor stuff and, and, you know, all the things that go along with that because I wanted to be a storyteller, you know, that was my passion was how do we tell these stories and inspire people and Mm -hmm. help people live vicariously through these stories we're telling. And now it's just so wonderful because I find myself at the helm of a company that allows hundreds of other people to tell their stories. And, you know, I wake up every day so grateful that I'm in that position because it just feels good. Yeah. Now, what do you, would you say is, different from mainstream outdoor media formats with carbon TV? Um, Based on, you know, mainstream media, I mean, one big conversation that we have a lot is censorship, Mm -hmm. you know, they, whether it's for brand safety or whatever it is, whatever their goals are, you know, a lot of times they censor things that they don't personally believe in. 
And, you know, at Carbon TV, we are privately owned. So, you know, um, with me in charge here, we, we don't censor things that are legal and ethical as long as it's within those realms. We allow people to tell their stories and have their voice, even if, you know, it, there's, you know, things that some people might not agree with. Um, you know, in mainstream, a lot of people don't like to see an animal get shot on camera and that's okay. It's okay for people not to like seeing that, um, to each their own, you know, Mm -hmm. but, but we, we celebrate that type of content because it is, you know, um, it's what we do as long as it's tasteful. Um, and the other thing I guess that would be different if you compare mainstream media to carbon TV is, you know, we're just, we're a little more nimble so we can kind of pivot quickly. If I'm getting feedback from producers and they're saying, Hey, here's something that could make things better. That goes directly to me and we make a change and we try to be very helpful. And I just don't know if people get that type of response from mainstream media because they're so, they're so big, you know, I mean, there's just, it's really difficult to get to the CEO through just a quick email through the website Um, whereas here, you know, I work with a, you know, it's a smaller team, but they're all passionate about what they do. So they make sure that I know, um, kind of the temperature of what's going on. And if there is feedback, it's important to me to know that so that we can, you know, help make people happy. Yeah. And that's really great to see because like, I wouldn't have thought when I emailed you the first time, I was just thinking, okay, I can get this person on the podcast. And then it's like, oh, hey, let's get you on. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that. I never want that to change. You know, I, um, I try to get to know each of our producers personally and, you know, really understand what they're working towards. I want to know what their goals are and how their season was. I want to know how things are. A lot of them, I know their families' names, you know, um, and I don't ever want that to change. I think it's really important to have that personal touch here. Yeah. Well, if you haven't noticed from looking behind me, and I'm just talking for her, uh, she can see the big 10-point buck I bagged this past year. I see that, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, Yeah, I love that you have it just right there behind you, so you can't miss it. Well, it used to be, and if you look back on Jana's episode, uh, that one was uh, audiovisual a little bit, Uh, you could see the tooth, How to Train Your Dragon 3 poster, but then I put (laughs) that. Now that it's up in the bedroom, this is behind me. That's awesome. I was like telling the wife, He's going up behind me. I like it. So my wife does not like taxidermy. Oh, she doesn't. Okay. And she grew up around it. Her dad was the hunter. He put a lot of the taxidermy and antlers and whatnot. She just doesn't like it. It's like, if something happens to me, it's going to my cousin. (laughs) Well, well, at least you know that. That's good. Yeah, right. (laughs) He don't mind. He's like, yeah, sure. I'll take the nine point, the 10 point and the eight point buck you have. That's funny. Which is, well, it looks very good behind you. It's a very you. cool bug. Thank you. Yeah. I got the big one out f- in the living room. So I got my first buck when I was three years into hunting. And he was a little eight-pointer. And I, I'm i saying generously eight. Like, you know, rinky-dink, small guy, year and a half old. Mm-hmm. Didn't get anything the next year. That was my fault. and Not knowing my equipment properly, but... <laughs> not for lack of trying 
then the year after that, broke my foot going turkey hunting, but that was work-related anyways. Well, that's not good. Yeah, so out of turkey hunting at the first year. And then healed up, and it was 2021, I believe. Yep, 2021. Here comes this nine-pointer coming out, and I take him at 30 yards, and he doesn't go 20. This guy's heart was the size of a f- my f- of a football. Oh wow! That was That's a two- it was a two pound ticker. Wow, that's amazing. Yeah, and then didn't get anything next year after that. I got a doe last year, and then uh, the year before in twenty twenty two, and then twenty twenty three rolls around, and then this ten pointer shows up. Wow. So, yeah, that's not that's not bad. That's not a bad run that you're on there. Well, been hunting since I was 29, and I'll be 39 this year. So 10 years, and I think I've gotten a 60 percent, uh, not 60, about a 70 percent success rate. So that's that's excellent. A lot of people just hope for that. Yeah, I actually got two deer this year, buck and a doe. So hey, so your freezer's full. Well, I started giving it some away, but to family and friends but nice yeah the goal is to do a mountain goat hunt yeah i yeah the mountain goat hunts i'm sure jana told you how tough hers was yeah now yeah. imagine imagine doing that with bad feet oh no i can't imagine even with good feet that's a tough one you know yeah that's yeah uh, but you could still do it even even with you know bad feet you can figure yeah. it out but. yeah i'm a glutton for punishment that's yeah. a f- few years <laughs> off <laughs> and a few DIYs set up. So what, and I'm going to get back on the, I know we went on a tangent. I want to get back on to uh, <laughs> networking. What would you say for like hunting networks, like uh, Lord sport, not the sports, like yeah, sportsman channel, yeah, sportsman um, channel yeah, and all that. What would you say define uh, sets you apart from them? As in, how it easy is to get on? Uh, what right? Yeah. So you know, a big part of the difference between us and what we would call like outdoor sportsman group, which is Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel. They have a um, you know MOTV, which is their digital play. Um, you know what? I think what really separates us there's there's probably two different things I should point out. Um, you know, at Carbon TV, we have what we call our um, content acquisition team. So when people want to get on Carbon TV, they apply through the website. And and I actually really see all of those. And there's a lot of them. <laughs> but thank goodness I have Autumn to help me go through all of it. Um, and we actually look through. And, you know, sometimes the content that's submitted is, is not a good fit. Um, maybe we don't have space in the library at that moment. Maybe mm-hmm. we're at full capacity for bringing on new content. Um, so we have to make a decision, you know, is this content something that we're going to bring on or do we have to reject it? Um, and th- we don't have any type of pay to play at Carbon. So it's not like, oh, write us a check for this much and we'll make space for it, you know, because we really want to kind of keep the, you know, the content library growing at the pace that we want Um, We don't want people to jump ahead just because they can write a check. I think it Mm -hmm. should be, you know, the kind of similar for all producers where if it's content that we believe in and we want to support and get behind, you know, we, we go through that process and we bring them on. 
Um, and I know that the networks are very different in that way. Um, you know, it's, it's a well-known fact, you know, that, that that's not the way that they do it. And that's fine. They've been very successful over the years doing it their way. Yeah. But it does set us apart. You know, we are very different. And the other, the other big difference is distribution. So, you know, a linear network, which is what I would call like a cable TV network, if you have, you know, if you still even have a cable package and you turn <laughs> your TV on, um, you know, you would watch a, a certain show at a certain time and it's like, oh, seven o'clock is, you know, this yeah. show, this episode of the show. But Carbon TV is, you know, we're an OTT, which means over the top, AVOD, which is video on demand network. So we have free apps everywhere. So no matter where somebody's wanting to watch any content, you can always find Carbon TV there and you never have to pay for it. So 100% free for everyone to watch it. It doesn't matter if you're on Apple TV or Roku, Amazon. Um, even if you, like right now, if you went and bought a new Vizio television, like from Walmart, Carbon TV is built into their software. So you don't even have to download the app. It's just already there. People turn on the TV and it's just sitting there. So that's a big thing that sets us apart is the distribution of Carbon TV has really expanded out into these you know, into these areas where every single person can find it so easily and just find all of that content that they want to watch. Yeah. I know I was trying to do like a, wanting to do like a little promo with the Vizio in my, in my house. Oh, I got, yeah. yeah. And it's something very cathartic about seeing myself on a 65 inch TV. <laughs> and then, I uh, and, <laughs> and I got, I got something I need to, hash out here i tried mm -hmm. playing one of my podcast episodes on the tv and it didn't want to play oh really yeah well it sounds like you should talk to my developer team and find out why they'll probably ask you what type of tv it was um how you were watching like was it on an app or was it you know like oh. which device it was yeah and then yeah. they could diagnose that but i we don't hear that one very often yeah right i'm like why is it not playing my thing? I mean, literally, oh, no. I'm clicking play and everything, and it's just like not wanting to play. And Oh, really? I think it was Janice episode two. Oh, man. Yeah. So when we're not on, we're, when we're maybe like tomorrow or something, I'll get in touch with the dev team and see if they can figure out why that happened. Right. But yeah, I mean, it's be great to be able to have that on there. And because I remember seeing. Jenna actually do a promo for Carbon TV and all that, showcasing what to do and everything. And I was like, yeah, look, I can do this. And I was going to play my thing. <laughs> nope. <laughs> huh. Yeah, we'll have to figure that one out. But right. it is really cool, you know, to, to be able to turn on the TV and, you know, and see, you know, all of this stuff on there. It's still, you know, it's still a big moment for me every time I see it up on a, on right. a TV. It's, yeah, it's kind of weird in a way. It's like, seeing the physical manifestation of yourself in a different right. light. I mean, mm -hmm. seeing my emblem for the podcast up on say a card or anything is like surreal almost still. Yeah. And you never want to, you never want to lose that. Right. Cause that is why we do what we do. You know, it really, it reminds you of why you work so hard to make it happen and mm -hmm. what your goals are and, and it's those little wins, those little victories that just make you want to work harder, you know? Yeah. yeah. And I know that has helped me in the podcasting world too. And I want to transition to 
when did you guys decide putting podcasts on the network was in the best light? Yeah, so I want to give credit to Autumn um, on that one. I'm pretty sure it was her idea. And if for anyone who doesn't know Autumn, Autumn Hepner is my vice president at Carbon, and she's just wonderful. She works with all of the producers here. She runs the operations. Um, and just a couple of years ago, we were having a meeting, you know, kind of talking about everything going on with the company. And um, and I'm pretty sure it was her that said, you know, why if we can if we can have people uploading videos, why can't they upload podcasts also? Yeah. Um, and you know, one of them, I know what might have sparked it was we at the time did have some video podcasts, right? So you had like mm-hmm. some of the the guys. It was a video, but it was a podcast. Um, and so we worked with our developer team, and they just you know made it where even if you don't have a video, you can still upload your podcast here, and it's a very similar uploading process we make it really simple for people um so yeah yeah, i think that's how it came about and you know thank goodness i work with really smart creative people at this company because they come up with some pretty good ideas yeah i know i need to send in a better picture (laughs) oh (laughs) yeah that would be well actually autumn's on maternity leave right now so um yeah you'll send that over to to one of the guys and they'll update it for you yeah well it'll do and I like what it is. It was the best picture I had at the time because I don't have the whole professional photography thing going for me. So yeah. I'd like to do something different, obviously. But hey, hey. but yeah, I definitely uh, have plans for the future on the pot, the episode stuff. Good. Yeah, I'm excited for you. It's it's cool to see what you're doing. Yeah. So, what in terms just the network have for the future so we you know we always have something going on over here um you know this year we are working towards um well distribution is always at the top of my list because you know i want to make sure that it's available for everyone everywhere Mm -hmm. um we will be bringing on some new shows so different types of content um, we may start looking into doing some more original production again, cause that's a huge passion of mine. I think we should always be looking for cool ideas and producing content ourselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I, I think that this year, another core focus is making sure that our producers are aware of everything that we're doing. So, you know, just as we're making changes in the company and growing and expanding, it's really important for us to just keep everyone in that loop. Um, so yeah, just so we have some exciting app updates coming out. So the user experience will look a little bit different when you open the app, you know, on across any device, um, the creative team right now, they're working on some, some pretty cool stuff where, you know, it'll, it'll just look slightly different, just kind of a little bit easier to use. Um, we're adding some things in there for the producers to add value for them and their sponsors. So yeah, I mean, it's going to be another great year. Obviously, we'll do March Madness again, which, you know, the team loves putting that together. Hmm. Uh, we'll do the Carbon Awards again this year, which is really fun for everyone to get involved on that. Um, yeah, I, just, you know, another great year ahead. Right. Carbon Awards. I might actually be able to get a hold of that one. <laughs> yeah, we yeah we do. One of the categories is Best Podcast. So, hmm. you know. Uh, always hoping, but... Yeah. I always like to stay humble on that one. 
Yeah, that's the reason we do it, though. It kind of gives people something to look forward to. And also, you know, we want to celebrate the creators. You know, we want to make sure that people are being recognized for that work that they're putting in all year. You know, you guys are out there doing so much to tell the world your message and to, you know, shed light on things that need to be talked about. So it's really, you know, it's on us to make sure we're celebrating that and, um, and, you know, applauding those efforts. So carbon awards are very special for us. We, we get very excited to, to start finding out who the nominees are and then giving out the awards. It's, it's very cool. It's something I'm really proud of. Yeah. Well, I'm happy for you. And obviously last year I showed up when you were just handing out the first ones and I'm like, Oh, am I part? No, I'm not. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You came in just after, I think. Yeah, Yeah, I think so. And, what uh, explain to me March Madness a little bit more? I came in obviously a little late, so I don't. Yeah, understand so it very well. Yeah, so Autumn heads that one up, and um, uh, well, the the rest of the team works, you know, works on it. They basically. So I'm not really a sports person. I mean, I I appreciate sports, but I don't really watch them. Um, but you know how they do the March Madness, the brackets, oh, and yeah. they put all the teams up against each other, and then it goes down to a smaller bracket. Um, so they basically do that with a bunch of our shows. And, um, I couldn't even tell you how they pick and choose what shows and how all that works. I kind of stay out of that. So it's, you know, I'm completely unbiased. Um, but they, they kind of put these brackets together and then those shows go head to head against each other in this little competition. And it's really just a fun, cool way to celebrate some of those specific episodes. Like if it's an episode, somebody put a ton of work into and, you know, they just made something beautiful and told this great story. We want to make sure that we're putting that out there and, you know, um, and shedding light on it. So it's just a kind of a cool thing that it gets people excited to watch episodes. Maybe they hadn't heard of before. That's cool. And obviously it's mainly aimed for video basically. I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's more for like the video side. Okay. I could be wrong. I mean, I've been wrong before, so you never know. Um, they could they could yeah. increase it. New, <laughs> they could another bracket, basically podcast and then video right. or whatnot. I don't yeah. know because I know there was a promo that Carbon sent me a while back. It was about podcasts and all that, and then seeing there's like what twenty five, thirty shows. Um. Oh, the number of podcasts that we have on the network? Yeah. Yeah, I think we're up to probably close to 30 at yeah. this point. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm glad I yeah, came in when I did. <laughs> I know, right? Yeah, it's growing pretty fast. And, you know, it's um, considering, you know, it was kind of an add-on. It's definitely not the the primary side of, of the business. It's kind of, it's something we love to do, and that's why we do it. We love podcasts. You know, we we want to celebrate those and make sure that we are being helpful in yeah. that world. But the video side, I mean, we have, I think, over 300 TV shows on the network. So wow. that takes up a lot of the time and resources, you know, managing all of that. Yeah. Um, but we, yeah, we're, we're definitely, um, you know, very focused on making sure that the podcast experience is really great also. Yeah. Um, what expansions do you see for the future with the podcasts? Um, 
I think that it would be really nice to uh, dive into the advertising side of it. Yeah. We want to make sure that our podcasters and the you know the people running the podcasts are able to make their sponsors happy and you know get the word out there about things that they care about. Um, and right now they can do that. You know, we actually open that up to them. They're welcome to, you know, to put their advertisements on there, but I would, you know, love to put more structure around that. It's not something that I have personally, um, invested a lot of my time into developing because, you know, it's such a new part of the, the platform. Yeah. Uh, but I think that, you know, in the coming year, we'll definitely put structure around it so that the producer partners on the podcast side, have that opportunity um, to begin monetizing in that way. Oh, so you you mean like say, hey, um, here's a preset type of advertisement that Carbon TV offers for every producer on the sh- on the network, then? Um, or the other way around. So if you have a sponsor for your podcast and you want to run their ad ahead of each one of your podcasts, you know, you're welcome to do that. Hey. That, that's definitely something I didn't think about. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's just, yeah. you know, um, one, one more way to kind of make sure that, that the producers are getting what they need. Yeah. So I know we talked about it a little bit, but, um, what dis what nonprofits have you guys worked with and have you worked with any with disabilities? So, um, I have worked with a few nonprofits over the years, and like one of them that, that comes to mind first is I sat on the board of directors for Pass It On Outdoor Mentors, and it's more for youth mentorship in the outdoors, mm-hmm. and they're doing some really cool things. I was very passionate about you know, helping out with that one for quite a while, for years, um, because, you know, like we said earlier, if you're, if you're a kid that didn't have the opportunity of growing up hunting, you know, and understanding that culture, you want to make sure other kids do have that opportunity. So, um, outdoor mentors is a a really important one to me and we try to still be supportive of them. Um, the other one we're working with right now, um, we do a lot of work with folds of honor. Um, that one's really, really cool. Um, I know Jana does some work with them as well. Mm. Um, Another one that just came through recently that I, I feel like is going to do really, really well. We're going to help them out with getting the word out. It's called Retrieving Freedom, um, and it is for service animals, um, for, you know, disabled or veterans, PTSD. Um, so I spoke to the CEO of that one about a week ago. And really want to help out, you know, with what they're doing. I think it's very important work to make sure that um, that there's funding behind people getting the service animals that they need. Yeah, and I wanted to add to that with a caveat, and I think I used the word right on that. <laughs> but uh, I, uh, as of when this episode airs, the uh, episode have already been aired it's for Honor Guard Coffee. Uh, these guys, two man crew, brewing coffee. And they try to hook up service dogs with veterans. Oh, cool. I love so that. I would yeah. like to hopefully facilitate something. That would be actually kind of cool because I know they work with uh, trying to do that through their business. And it's like, oh, hey, there's something. <laughs> yeah, that is really cool. I would love to get more information on what they're doing. And if there's a way that we can help out, I would, I'd love to. Right. So 
what do you plan? What is your future hunting plans for this year? Uh, obviously, we're brand new. We're in trade season right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I, I feel very blessed. This past year, I had a great hunting season. Um, I, you know, I got my elk early. I did a really early season elk hunt. So I have that meat in the freezer. I had success with some whitetails. So that was good. Um, coming up this year, obviously, turkey season is huge. I am a big turkey fanatic. So very excited about that. Um, if I draw some tags, you know, I'll definitely make time to, to go do some of those. I put in for Arizona, a few other states. Um, definitely do some whitetail hunting. You know, I like to bop around and do that in different states. And, you know, I really, these days, I love over-the-counter states. Um, you know, I, I used to have a little more time to be in the field, but now it's like, okay, how can I go to where I want to go, get the yeah. tag, and, you know, really be more efficient um, because I have to, you know, obviously I have to work a lot. Yeah. Um, this last year, I had a really special one. I, I hadn't hunted with my dad um, for 20 years. We did one whitetail doe hunt 20 years ago because, you know, it wasn't something we really did together. Um, but he is a hunter now, and I'm very excited about that. So I actually hunted with my dad for the first time in 20 years this past year. Nice. So that was really cool. Yeah. Special. Uh well, I don't want to brag, but Indiana is one of the best states. And I believe from looking at the listing that one of my buddies posted, top five. Oh, is it? Yep. Hmm. We have a one buck rule and we have a plethora of public land. That's amazing. And is it over-the-counter tags in I, Indiana? I, I believe it is. For Oh, that's so cool. Obviously, it's going to be way more pricey than when I pay for in-state. <laughs> oh yeah, well, yeah, for good reason too. You know, they have to they have to make money somehow. Yeah. But you know, I but I believe in that. I think that we should be putting our dollars towards that. Um, yeah, yeah, that's cool. I'll have to look into Indiana. Yeah, I have from my house within a fifteen-minute drive each two different ways. I can get to two different reservoirs. Oh, that's amazing. And a state. Yeah park yeah sounds like you live in a good area oddly enough it is actually yeah for me it is but i usually hunt on some private land within a certain city limits where you can't use firearms so oh yeah <laughs> yeah i was like oh this is offered up there are bucks on the property okay nice it's, yeah it's like i'm not within range of any buildings you know the legal requirements so Right. Yeah. As long as you're following all the, you know, state, federal regulations, mm -hmm. you know, I, I think it's nice when you have those opportunities to hunt some unique areas. Yeah. Um, it's just so important for people to look at the regs and make sure that they're, they're doing it the right way. Yeah. I mean, I'd like to go out West and I'd love to go black bear hunting eventually. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a lot of fun. I'm sure I'm sure if you talk to Jana, you got to hear a lot about, about bear hunting because that's one of her big passions. Bear hunting. Basically, all Western hunting is on my list. Yeah. Yeah, you got to get out West. It's really, it's different, you know, especially if you grew up in the Midwest, you know, or even out East. Um, yeah, Western hunting, it'll it'll just change the way you see the world. I, yeah. you know, I can remember my first time going out there to hunt and... I just, I never was the same after that. My heart's out West, you know? Yeah. 
I, I told the wife, I'm like, I'd like to go to Montana and live in Montana or Wyoming because of all the space. And she's like, yeah, then you see sub-zero temperatures. No, we're going to Florida. I want to live in Florida. <laughs> and then she's sad because they get hurricanes. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, there's something everywhere, I guess. Yeah, hurricanes, blizzards. Seems like Indiana is actually the safer one because all we've got is, let's see, Black Widows, a couple of rattlesnakes here and there. Brown recluses are the ones that we don't like. We have no, occasionally here. Watch out for those. Yeah. yeah no, bad news. Yeah, that's about the only one. I know we have there. Indiana's thinking about opening up a bobcat season next year. Oh, that's cool. Bobcat so, hunting is fun. In the southern yeah. half of the state only. Oh, really? Which stinks because I'm in the northern half. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, well, they that's just, really. Oh, sorry. Yeah, they got a lot more public land down there from what I can tell. Uh huh. Versus up here, so. Nice. Yeah, and good lord, now I'm losing my train of thought. I've been up since four this morning, which oh, I think that's. Oh wow. Yep, and I and I think you can cross that out on a. Uh, if I was to do a bingo card, uh-huh. with how many times each episode with each episode I would say that, and you could probably get a bingo. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> yeah, like, I bet. I've been up so early. My brain's not working. Yeah. You wake up at 4 a.m., you know, by 8 p.m., feeling pretty tired, I'm sure. Yeah. And it's only 6 o'clock here. It, it, yeah, it's yep. not too so, late yet. So you live in the, west, in the western states now, right? Well, I was living in Montana for a while. I lived with Jana for quite a, wa- quite a while. Um, my, so the carbon to be headquarters are in Michigan. So I relocated to Michigan, um, a little while back just to be here to run up, you know, just run the business and kind of be here in person. Um, but I, I'm definitely going to move back out West. I, you know, I, yeah, I, I love it out there and I just, I feel like that's where, where home is. So yeah, I'll definitely end up back out West, um, but, you know, I, I have no complaints about my time here. Michigan's a beautiful state. And, you know, the hunting has been good. The people are so nice. The company is rocking. You know, everything's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, my heart's out west. I'm definitely yeah. going back out. Now, where is the headquarters of Carbon TV? I, Detroit, I, Michigan. Oh, Detroit. So yep. that's a fun drive. <laughs> yeah. I, I, think yep. the, I think the wife and I did that one, looked at it one time for gpsing or whatnot i think it was saying that's like a three-hour drive from my house oh yeah yeah it's not too bad yeah we went up there for our honeymoon back in 2012 so oh did you well we didn't go to we didn't go that side we went on the left side of the state for lake michigan oh yeah that's beautiful really pretty area holland lansing Mm -hmm. so that area so Yeah. yeah beautiful state oh yeah so, yeah, I was like, wow. And then it makes sense why you agreed with Eastern Standard Time and it wasn't that big of a deal. Because normally when people <laughs> are out west, it's like a two-hour time zone difference. And now it's like, okay. Yep. Yeah, Detroit's an Eastern Time Zone, so that was easy for me. Right. So, do you want to tell anybody how to get a hold of you or just how to get a hold of on Carbon TV? 
Yeah, you know, I I love it when we hear from people. Um, the Carbon TV website has, um, you know, links on there if you want to reach out to us for really anything. If you have feedback for us, if you want to submit a show for us to to check out, if you want to air your stuff on Carbon TV, um, you know, and and like I said earlier, we look at every single one of those that come in. Um, my my team goes through all of them. Most of them come up to me, you know, and, and I take a look. So. Um, and that's even people who just have feedback or questions on stuff that we're doing. Um, yeah. You know, if you can't figure out how to use something or if you see something in an, in one of our apps, you know, and you, you want to tell us about it. Um, so the Carbon TV website is really, really easy way to get in touch. Um, and then obviously social media. Uh, we have a brilliant social media team running that. Um, and they respond to everyone, you know, they get back to people and they're really good about sharing things. So if you tag carbon TV, um, you know, that team is, they're on it. They're just constantly reposting and, you know, really celebrating everything that other people are doing. So, um, and on Instagram, it's carbon TV media is the handle. And then obviously they're on Facebook. Uh, me personally, I'm not on social media much anymore. I'm, I, I check into there once in, once in a while, but I keep a pretty private life at this point. So, um, but I'm Jules McQueen on social media. So if anybody wanted to find me, that's what they would look up. Yeah. Well, thank you, Julie, for agreeing to come on the show and be our guest. It's been fun talking about Carbon TV. This is truly the love letter episode for Carbon TV, which oh. I, I have no qualms about i mean you guys put me up and gave me a platform so i figured it was best to put something out there and i now know what i was going to ask which completely spaced me out so <laughs> i'm just going to ask it real quick and then okay go from there do you plan for having any more podcasts or any media about disability on your platform I mean, you know, I think it's a really important message. And I think that it's something people need to normalize the conversation around even more. That's why what you are doing is so important and so awesome. Um, if somebody, you know, came to us with, you know, something they were doing that was along those lines, um, you know, I would definitely want to celebrate that. And I would want to make sure that we did our part to, to help people have a voice in yeah. that space. Um, you know, wait, wait, you're kind of at the forefront of that. And you've, you know, really developed something that's special. It resonates with people. It makes people feel more included. So you're working towards in inclusion and diversity and these really important topics that not a lot of people touch on. So, yeah. you know, kudos to you for, for doing this and for, you know, really um, taking such a big stand. And, you know, we are like I said earlier, we are so proud to be a part of what you're doing. And it's special for us, you know, to, to be able to, you know, distribute that on carbon TV. So, um, you know, if, if anybody else is doing something that's going to make the world a better place, then we would love to hear about it and see if we can be a part of it. Um, yep. Thank you for the kind words. I definitely was getting, well, I was definitely, <sighs> Yeah, I can't even talk, but I feel like that was a great place to be at. And again, thank you for having me on and the kind words, obviously. It's it's an honor for me to be on here. And, you know, we're, like I said, thank you for being in our Carbon TV family. 
we, you know, we love working with you and, um, and I appreciate you having me on here so that I can talk a little bit about what we do. That's really, you know, that's very special to me. So thank you so much. Thank you for coming on and remember everybody stay adaptive.